recording in progress hello hello you know what's cool is that i realize that when we do these together just you and me we can go forever there's no time limit on these recordings but it's the minute where we bring someone else into this that then you have have that time limit you can only record for x amount of time on here so i'm glad it's just us we can go forever oh you mean on zoom Mm-hmm. You mean Zoom regulations. I thought you meant you and me on a person, you and I on a personal level, had a connection where we could talk forever. Well, I mean, now that you're talking about that, I think that you and I have really been close for a long time, and I hope that there's a chance at some point that you and me can do something together in the future that allows us to just talk together and connect and provide information for other people and perhaps analysis or, you know ideas about sports or something yeah yeah you know this uh the vampire pod provides a platform for us to work on all the kinks you know straighten things up and figure out figure out what we want to do beyond this you know this will always exist the vampire podcast will always always survive yeah, unless Anchor becomes a subscription service and we lose the library. But other than that, yeah, I think these things are going to live for a long time. Alrighty, well, it is Monday, August 16th, 2021, and you're joined by the vampire himself, Stan Pyre. And in studio, I'm joined by none other than Quinn Carson. Quinn, out in California, how are you doing today, brother? I'm doing good, doing good. I'm happy to be here. Excited for all that we're about to bring for you today. This is a big podcast. This is the 2021 schedule lottery. This is the second annual lottery draft that we're holding uh, on the podcast. And we're really excited to do it. Last year was great. It's a big podcast because it's a big year and it's a big year because it's a big schedule. Mm -hmm. Uh, Quinn, big uh, game breaker in 2021 for both on the field football and fantasy alike 17 regular season games apiece for all of the teams this year amazing yeah we've we've grown plus one and uh i want to give a quick shout out to chase vickery and say a big congratulations to him and crystal for having their baby Uh, as we know uh mr solo dolo is uh now a dad coming into this season so with that we added another game absolutely and you let off with it today we're here to work out the schedule in detail for the 2021 season and quick recap for the league history first three years of the league 2018 through 2020 we played the same schedule all three years and uh what we found out pretty quickly is uh, by the number of teams, six, and the number of weeks we previously had in the season prior to this year, 13. Uh, Three teams played the Vampire three times throughout the season, and then the other two teams only had to play the Vampire twice. So it turns out that uh, there was an advantage booked into the schedule, which was that some of the teams played the Vampire more often than others. And that uh, was last, the first two seasons that that advantage was in the books, correct? The last season we customized schedules, right? Uh, yes, that's correct. Yeah, I got sorry. mixed up there. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, so two seasons at the same schedule. And then last year, 
like you alluded to, we switched to a lottery system and uh, we worked out a fun way to give odds to different teams based upon their placement in the previous season. And today is going to be no different as we're going to take a quick look back into the 2020 season and reflect on how teams finished in the regular season standings. Quinn, tell us how that's going to impact their odds tonight on schedule night. I think tonight's impact is that now we have four players in this league are going to have to play the vampire three times throughout the season with that added game. There's no, uh, uh, there's no lucky two duo who doesn't play the va- fuck fuck that. Okay. Sorry. All right. Quinn cut that out. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's take a quick commercial break. And this is the 2021 schedule lottery. Just wanted to take a second and say the Vampire Journals is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. We want you to know that ZipRecruiter's focus has not changed. They're still doing what they have always done, helping people find work and helping businesses find the right people for their open roles. If you're looking for a job, ZipRecruiter is working with you to find the right job faster. In fact, Curtis Jackson, CEO of Rock City Kicks, Fayetteville, needed to hire a director of socks, posted a job on ZipRecruiter, and found the best person for the role in just a few days. Four to five employers who posted on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Visit ZipRecruiter.com slash Vampire Journals. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Vampire Journals. Now back to the pod. And we're back with the 2021 schedule lottery. Daniel, with 14 games now added into the schedule, that means that four players will play the Vampire three times in the year. Previously, only three players had to go through the Vampire three times, while two players had the advantage of only facing the Vampire and potentially losing a player off their roster if they lost only twice that season. So to to decide the schedule, we have created a lottery based on balls. So rankings equals balls this year, folks. Quinn, uh, one quick thing just to kind of add to to really hammer home what the stakes are, as well with the three people uh, previously and four people this year that play the vampire three times, you also have the unlucky individual that happens to play the vampire on the last week of the regular season. And, you know, I think that's huge because that can impact a team in multiple ways. Uh, You know, you can be competing directly with the vampire for a spot in the playoffs, which has direct implications into the standings as well. Losing to the vampire. If you've already punched a ticket into the playoffs, uh, takes you into the uh, money-making portion of the season, a man down. Um, so, you know, they, there's a lot of weight that comes with playing the vampire right there at the end of the regular season. True, true. Yes, we should explain that at the Vampire Podcast in this lottery now in year two, we found that we believe there is a certain order of operations and or an order of ranking of how strong your position could be into the schedule Uh, for the vampire league and it goes from the last week of week 14 now with our 14th game through week 14 13 12 11 and week 10 and in that sense if you can understand the weakest position would be to land in the schedule on week 14 against the vampire the second weakest would be 13 12 11 and then week 10 would be the only position in which you've faced them only 
twice, which would be week five and week 10. So in this way, we look at it where there's a sliding scale of how you could be placed in the schedule. And it's actually going to really matter and, and, and really become a big linchpin, I think, in this season about. I think that week 14 schedule between the Vampire, whoever it is this year against Daniel, I think it's going to mean a lot to, uh, to the league. Yeah, I, you know, I know we're, uh, you know, we're, we probably hype up a lot of stuff that seems exciting to us and maybe doesn't translate onto the tape. Uh, but this is a big moment. You know, this is exciting. And it's also, you know, for me as the commissioner, I hope that it reflects that I'm able to listen to feedback. And that was something that uh, popped up pretty quickly after week, uh, or excuse me, season two uh, was, hey, man, I don't want to play the same people all the time. So, uh, you know, the commissioner has listened and after running a simulation the other night and reviewing it with Kurt, uh, some of his feedback is, is tying directly to what we're doing. Initially, I had uh, the, the quote unquote winner of the schedule lottery to play the vampire week one. Uh, but Kurt helped point out that uh, playing the vampire later in the three game cycle uh, is actually disadvantageous more so than week one yeah, so we've adjusted like, like, that yeah the last year we thought in the lottery that the week one winner quote-unquote would sort of be like the guy last drafted in the draft the guy you know um what do they call that award like the very last person drafted that's oh, sort of what uh, we meant by that yeah. winner phrase yeah. because to break it down if you play the vampire in week one then you play the vampire again um week six. in yeah, in week six, and then you'd play him again in week 11. 11, correct. So that'd be three times. But as we know, the vampire's probably its weakest in week one. So there's a moment to where there's a sliding scale of when will the vampire be its strongest, but you also end up playing them still three times a year. And that's where we got the answer for finding that week four. If you have to place a vampire week four, you'll be playing the vampire three times that year. And you'll be one month into the season after the vampires had an opportunity to not only steal players, if they beat anyone at any time in the season, they get to have an automatic trade with from one starting position player from their team with anybody on their roster of the team they just beat. And they'll also have the ability to see free agency because again, the vampire is the only person in this league that gets to use free agency. This draft position lottery for the schedule is so crucial because you might be facing a vampire that doesn't know who the great rookies are who are actually breaking out you know don't forget daniel a former vampire himself who's again back in the same position this year he got patrick mahomes off the waiver wire uh and that was because no one knew to draft patrick mahomes that year so um week one uh could be something where you skate by. That's why it's actually more advantageous. If you have to play the vampire three times this year, you might as well do it at the very beginning of the year, week one, week six, and week 11. And then if you end up in week three or week four, you're going to be playing a more powerful vampire. So that's just where we see this ranking, why we think it's so important. And a follow-up shout-out to Kurt. You know, he was uh, friendly enough to point out that tweak that was uh, could be made to the process. Uh, and he did so, having finished with the worst record in the league, Quinn. Um, and so a real soldier, but maybe he signed himself up uh, to be in a bad spot come schedule night. 
Uh, what that means for Kurt having come in last place last season is that he is going to receive two out of a possible 30 balls for tonight's lottery. You want to break down how the balls line up for each team? Right. So let's not forget tonight that rankings equal balls. And the way we're doing this lottery is you're trying to stay in as long as possible. The last person standing will be the person that plays the vampire the least this year. So that's the goal. Stay in as long as possible, and your rankings equal balls. And the way that breaks down is we're using 30 balls, 30 numbers tonight to spin from and choose from. And to make an even split based on the rankings, we've found that the player with the worst record from last year will have the least amount of balls in the pool, meaning they'll have the least amount of chances to stay in the longest and to end up facing the vampire only twice so kurt finishing worst gets two balls the way we break it down is two four six eight and ten add it all together you get 30 yep so and uh quinn let's go ahead and find out what kurt's two numbers tonight are going to be with our first spin of the wheel actually daniel before that let's take a quick break we're back with the 2021 schedule lottery number lottery draft after this hi i'm batman these are the die-hard drinking game rules. Anytime somebody says, Merry Christmas, take a drink. Nakatomi, take a drink. Anytime somebody says, Hans, drink. Cowboy, drink. Beethoven plays, take a drink. Sig is lit, take a drink. I'm Batman. an elevator dings take a drink when someone dies take a drink i was molded by the light raised in it anytime ellis snorts cocaine take a drink we only see bruce willis's feet take a drink finish your drink when ellis says hans movie anytime Willis says, yippee kaye, motherfucker. Finish your drink. If they say die hard, finish your drink. And we're back. All right, so we're looking at picking some numbers for Kurt. What are the two numbers Kurt's going to have this year in the lottery? Kurt's first lotto number is... We're watching the wheel spin now. Number four. And I won't bore you too much. But I alluded to running a simulation the other night. Four was Chase's lucky number when he went from the second worst odds to getting the spot in the week five matchup against the Vampire. He yeah, rode we, that number a long time. I do want to report, I heard inside reports that during this simulation, yes, Chase with one of the second worst positions in the entire lottery was able to keep alive and stay alive with only one ball left through many, many rounds. So it's possible to still come and, 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 and still have some magic happen from this draft. Exactly. And speaking of magic, Kurt received number 29 as the second of two numbers in tonight's lottery. Next up, we have Chase, whose odds tonight are four out of the 30 balls. Quinn, you watching this uh, wheel spin at home? I know I'm watching it. It's really cool. Also, if you look at our new technology this year, we get rid of the number once we've picked it. So now the wheel is becoming larger each slice. We can see more numbers coming into view. And Chase's first number is going to be 26. So far on the board, we have two even numbers, one odd number. Now, Dan, one under 15, 
two over 15. And folks, I'm not lying. Oof. If I'm lying, I'm dying. Number 27's been pulled. Chase is going back to back, stealing a pie of the wheel, uh, so to speak. Doubling up 26 and 27 so far. Mm, we changed this, Daniel, because we thought that it'd be interesting to have the groups of numbers be on different areas of the spinning wheel versus, say, Kurt having numbers one through two, Chase having three, four, five, six, and then the next person, so on, having that section of numbers. Now we're making it random this year. Correct. But Chase is defying the odds so far, locking down 26, 27, and 30 on the wheel. His fourth and Final number, folks. We're in two, lottery. We're in two different time zones, and I'm watching this happen. This is really happening. Seventeen. Chase right. with two sevens on the board so far. So he ends up with twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight, and seventeen are his four no. numbers. Twenty six, twenty seven, thirty, and 30, seventeen. Thirty, seventeen. Yep. Next up, we have the two-time reigning vampire prior to last season's playoffs. Talking about none other than Smoking Jay Cutler. I love it. Yeah. Steven's going to have six picks. While we're picking these numbers, uh, I'd like to say that, uh, you know, we're going to give a nice welcome back to the the former vampire into uh, public life. Amen. Welcome to the sun. Three. First number. uh, Prime number. Yeah, Three. Could, not much else to say about it. Mm-hmm. Take that one off the wheel. Next and, number for the vampire, 19. It's Steven. like, it's like oh. how random is it anyway? You know, are we are we just making this up? Yeah. This is actually uh Quinn and I's failed improv application tape for real world San Diego. 14 coming in for the third number for Steven. So with three numbers, we've got what is it, 19? Was that the last one? Three. 19 and 14. I'm watching the wheel spin. Wow. Wow. Game breaker. We're talking 16. Steven wow. now controls the two num the two numbers on either side of the median number. Quinn, tell us what that means. That means that the median number is the number in between both an equal amount of numbers above and below that. So Steven is surrounding himself with the middle of the pack. If you think about it, if the median was the actual statistical probability, he'd be in a great place. But Mm -hmm. Steven is always playing a thinking man's game. Next on the board for next on the board for him is 22. If you've got your clock at home, we're in 10 minutes in <laughs> of this spinning exercise. Steven now has five of his six numbers on the board. Uh, before I spin his sixth and final number, Quinn, do you have any predictions as to what his final number will be? You know, we haven't had anything come from uh, the, <laughs> the early 20s except yeah, for yeah. 22. The second quadrant of the pie is completely filled. It's wide open. 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. Stop me. Stop me. Somebody's got to take one of those numbers. I think it's, it's going to be a huge, it's going to be huge and it's going to have huge implications for the rest of the game. Yes. It's going to be, uh, I think he's getting 11. I'm feeling Is Steven took a nine or an eight, similar to CT carrying bananas on his back at the end of the challenge cutthroat, it would change the game 
completely. Let's spin it. Oh my God, Quinn called it. It's an 11. It's an 11. It's an 11. <laughs> Steven also has uh, twin uh, doublets here with 11 and 22. Um, and then know, 19 and three, correct? Both divisible saying. by 11. Or so uh, what are his final numbers? His six final numbers? Steven's are? six numbers are 3, 11, 14, 16, 19, and 22. Interesting, interesting, interesting. And next up on the board, we have Quinn Carson. Quinn jumped out hot to a 4-0 record last season. And you know, before- Daniel- Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, I, yeah, I was just going to say before settling up at a seven and six record. I was about to say, I just wanted to f- stop you right there because that was that was the high point of my season. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And speaking of high point of the season, let's take a quick break from the Highland Dairy Sponsor of the Week. Speaking of passing time, Highland Dairy's passed over 40 years of time the official dairy sponsor of the Arkansas Razorbacks. That's Highland Dairy. It's a subsidiary of the cooperative Prairie Farms Dairy, which was founded in Carlinville, Illinois, and headquartered 35 miles to the south in Edwardsville, Illinois, a suburb within Greater St. Louis. And we're back with Quinn Carson on the board, ready to receive the first of his eight numbers in tonight's schedule lottery. Yeah, Quinn, well, what are you hoping for? High number, low number, or in between? I guess I'm going to say I'm going to hedge. I want to hedge. I want I want low too. I'd like. I'm going to stay out of the twenties as well. That's my. That's my goal. I'm going to have eight numbers. I want to get all the low ones. Give me all the. All righty. Well, let's take a look at the first of eight numbers for Quinn Carson here. The wheel is spinning, and we have. Numero uno. <laughs> Number one, baby. Number one. Dude, I'm like a savant at this. I'm really good. Take we went to Ve- we should, uh, wheel. Do you remember when we were in New Orleans at the casinos for the yeah. Sugar Bowl? Uh-oh. We got a big one. We got the middle number, 15. That median number, baby. We call that a Steven sandwich because he's got 14 and 16 on the wheel. Mm-hmm. Take that out of the equation. And we're going to spin it again. The third number is 25. Tell me, Quinn, you said you wanted to stay out of the 20s on this one. How do you feel about getting that one? I feel okay. I'm hoping not to get too many. I mean, I guess at some point you might just re-change my – I might just change the strategy. Oh, 24. Man. Okay. I will right tell you, to each other. Ken Griffey Jr.'s number, that's pretty special. And, you know, I guess if I... Kobe Bryant's second number with the Los Angeles Lakers. Number nine comes in. So I've got number one, number nine, number 25, and number 24. And number 15. And number 15. Can't forget about So you now have five of your eight numbers. Three more numbers. I want to stay low. Let's get get six, five, and two. Let's just take the bottom. Up. Oh. Up. Kevin Garnett. Number 21. Mm. Also, Deion Sanders. Neon Deion, Kurt. Jaboy. That was the age I got arrested, so hopefully it's ah. a good number for me. Uh, so you have six of eight numbers. 21 is off of the wheel. The next number coming off is, wow. Wow. 28. So it's almost certain that, you know, 
Stephen and I, one of us is 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 going to be looking at a high potential of getting knocked out early. Okay, all right. Quinn's predicting an early upset for the former vampire or Quinn himself. Twenty-eight off the board. His fourth number in the twenties. Let's see what his last of eight bears. Seven. Lucky number seven. I believe that was Nomar Garcia Parra's number. Yes. <clears throat> okay. So in a quick review, Quinn's eight numbers are as follows. One, seven, nine, 15, 24, 25, 21, and 28. Okay. All right. So that leaves us with 10 numbers for the runner-up in last year's 2020 Vampire League, Robbie. Yeah. He ends up with numbers 2, 5, 6, 8, 10, 12, 13, 18, 20, and 23. That's 10 numbers out of 30 balls that we're going to be choosing from. Don't forget, rankings equal balls. He gets the most chances because he finished second last year to be yeah. the last person standing and stay in as long as possible for the 2021 schedule lottery in a chance to win and only face a vampire twice next year. Interesting collection of numbers for young moose there. And another set of numbers I discovered taking a quick look on previous seasons, two of them stand out for Robbie. They both have to deal with the number two. Robbie has finished the last two seasons as the runner up in the season playoffs. Robbie also owns the two lowest scoring seasons in league history. We've got those numbers and more coming up after this. Listen up, mates. Does your partner ever question the thunder that's down under? I see you, Patrick. When you've had too much kush. And the bush needs trimmed. And we're back with Curtis Jackson bringing up an excellent point, Quinn, uh, to point towards the future uh in the next few podcasts before we get to the regular season nitty-gritty we still are do a couple of exit interviews kurt being one of them yeah you know kurt's hard to get on the line um he he, he likes to be more of a listener i think but a loyal listener yeah loyal for sure um of course uh we could have a short interview with him you know two balls worth of an interview if you will and from loyal to royal which in spanish translates to real we are getting to the real schedule lottery which is about to take effect uh quick recap quinn if you haven't been keeping up two four six eight and ten those are the amount of numbers each player has received respective to their finish in last season standings uh when you run out of balls, you receive the worst week of the schedule. 
and so on and so forth until one player is left and that one player will play the vampire two times instead of three. You ready to rock and roll? I'm ready to go, baby. 2021 schedule lottery. Here we go. Okay. First number is 20. 20. 20 belongs to Robbie Courtway, the leader with 10 numbers. First number off the board. Take that off of the wheel. 29 remain, and we're spinning. 25. Interesting. Quinn, you remember who 25 belongs to? Uh, belongs to you. I know. You now have seven eight. numbers remaining. I know, I know. We got about 27 more. more if you're talking to, to that wheel, you would have said, don't land on one of my numbers. Speaking of don't, we're going to talk about a couple of do's and don'ts while we spin the wheel here. Oh, Quinn, like uh, first off, uh, on do's and don'ts, give me one player you don't want to draft this year, but you think you probably will. I'm going to say Cam Anchor Acres. He's, he's injured. <laughs> I'm going to say Cam Acres. He's injured right now, but he probably will be back to play and it'll be the same damn story as last year where they're like, we're, we're excited to get him in there and he's really essential to the way they play and everything, but he's going to end up be, be in another running back committee. But you know, gonna... not only are there five players out draft over cam Akers, there are 500. Uh, but speaking of five, five is the next number off the wheel also belonging to Moose Courtway. Uh, the runner-up from last season now has two numbers off the board. We are like eagerly that. awaiting the next spin. Oh, and we're spinning. The next so, number Daniel. is 12. 12. Like Kurt, your numbers tonight are 4 and 29. 12 is another number, number that belongs to Robbie Courtway. So, Daniel, as an aside, like looking at schedule strength again you play the vampire three times or twice depending on who you are in the league week 14 means you're playing the vampire who's at his highest strength of the entire season the third time so that's the weakest position we get down to week 13 and week 12 and that's sort of the same but then there's that new fourth player that will be playing the vampire a third time that season in week 11 but in a sense, they're kind of playing the vampire week one. They'll be the week one and 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 week six and week eleven vampire uh matchups. But in a sense, that week one is is really winnable. And you should expect to win and try to win your best and get a win against the vampire week one. So it's almost kind of like you're kind of playing the vampire twice in a really heavily competing scenario. And the first time you play him in the season, you might actually have a really high advantage. So would you think that is, is, is week 10 still the strongest position or is week 11 maybe slightly even better because you're just getting stuff out of the way, you're getting wins? You know, I think it depends on if you feel confident about your team after draft day. Uh, playing Vampire week one is definitely the easiest slate of the four teams that would play Vampire three times. Uh, and the and first so time that if, um, the winner of this lottery, who's only going to have to play him twice, will be week five. And that's a month into the season, you know. No doubt about it. Uh, you know, from a calendar aspect, the fifth week of the season would take place uh, uh, post one month in. 
Mm-hmm. And that just gives them more time to get a chances to win, to recover more waiver wire pickups. Again, Vampire is going to be the only one getting to search the waiver wire as we as the season develops. Speaking of only one, there's only two players whose numbers have been spun so far. It's the two players with the most numbers, Quinn and Robbie. Next number <laughs> off of the board, 11. 11 belongs to last season's vampire, Stephen Fox. That's the fifth number off the board and the first number off the board for Steven. Uh, speaking of Steven, Quinn, uh, what did you think about Steven's performance last year as a vampire compared to his first two seasons in the league? winning the championship both seasons. I mean, when the documentary gets made about the Vampire League in 20 years, you're going to see me, you know, white-haired, mustachioed still, looking much like I will in this interview right now, but just 20 years older. Naturally. And I'm going to be saying the same thing. I think that Steven took off and he tried to turn the vampire ship on like a light switch. He tried to turn it on and off, and there's only one person that's ever been able to do that and uh and that's you know no, that's why he's christ yeah. Yeah. yeah and uh speaking of steven taking off we're going to take another number off steven's plate 14 was the past number rolled the next number i think it's going to be an early number it's number eight eight, eight, eight. belongs to moose courtway Robbie. he's now four numbers down seven numbers into the lottery so that means that quinn now has more numbers left in the lottery than robbie correct correct robbie has two four five numbers remaining and quinn has six numbers remaining chase with all four kurt with all two and steven with four of his six numbers remaining speaking of remaining Quinn, the, the goal of every season is to leave no excellent fantasy players remaining for the vampire. Uh, we know it doesn't always necessarily work out that way, but who's one of the biggest players you've left remaining in previous seasons that you regret? One person that we should have had a big regret is someone like James Robinson from last year that we didn't pick up because if I'm, if I, I might be wrong. But was he slated to be the starter week one for he Jacksonville? He was an undrafted rookie last year for Jacksonville, James Robinson. Uh, so I don't think it was too crazy for none of us to have drafted him last year. Okay. Okay. Because I guess that's like, I'm trying to think of like a Patrick Mahomes, James Robinson person that I really wish I had. Now that's a big wish. Um, not saying I <clears throat> saying like, Oh, I missed a turn on the highway wish I had made that. No, like that, this is a big wish. It would have been great to have landed someone like that. So maybe this year I might fish for someone like that. Speaking of wishes, there are no greater wishes in a teenager's life than a sweet 16. 16 was the last number off the wheel and it belonged to last year's vampire, Stephen Fox. He's now lost three numbers in the first eight. Next number off of the wheel is going to be another low number. We've got number three. (laughs) Another Kurt exhales a sigh of relief as his four remains on the board. Of course, four in my simulation earlier in the week was Chase's number that remained all the way to the end. Does lightning strike twice? We'll find out after this. Well, it's interesting you talk about an upper hand because when you engage in trade negotiations, um, you know, you think that everything's going fine. 
and then one thing goes wrong. One thing goes wrong. And then another. And another. And you try and fight back, but the harder you fight, the deeper you sink. So you can't move. Can't breathe. Because you're in over your head. Like quicksand. That's some deep shit, Shane. Some deep shit. Anything else you're afraid of? Going back to the mini mart, the shipping yard, the auto plant. Prison. Yeah, all right. And we're back. Steven's barely back with us with two out of his six numbers remaining. He's the most affected by the first numbers off of the wheel. With three off the board, we're going to take a look at the next roll. Speaking of three, Quinn, why don't you give me your top three running backs you're looking at drafting for the upcoming fantasy season? Well, Daniel, I'd have to say that if I was... James Robinson? Yeah, right. James Robinson is just... He's the number one guy on my board this year. No, no, I'd say... um, that if I had to look at the best running backs, the top ones, you know, you bring back a questionable Saquon Barkley. Does he perform fantasy wise as the top one or from a week to week standpoint when he's at full blow, like full, full capacity? Is he one of the best? I'm going to say, no, I'm going to go this year with Derek Henry, Alvin Kamara. And my third one is actually going to be Ezekiel Elliott. And the only reason Quinn or Daniel that I'm choosing, (laughs) I don't know why I said my name. Daniel, the only reason I'm choosing is because of hard knocks is, you know, I just get real excited for the, whatever team is. They said he looked good. Mike McCarthy said he was in much better shape. I love it. Kurt says they say that every year. He was in real bad Um, shape a couple of years ago. (laughs) Speaking of every year, you got to make every year count. And Kurt only has one more number to count after 29 is the next number off of the wheel. We're going to peel that one off. And 10 of the 30 numbers are now off of the wheel. Kurt has one remaining. Chase with all four. Steven with two. And now, obviously, the first person off the board, meaning that they have no numbers left, means that they will play the vampire in week four of the season, or in another way to look at it, week 14, the last week of the season. Number 13 belongs to Robbie Cortway. The 11th number off the board is. So 14 and 16 are gone, as well as 13. So the median, the the numbers. The median number remains. An incredible statistical feat, 1, 30, and 15. The uh, the lowest, highest number and the median number. Now, if you're at home listening, 1 and 30 are right next to each other, folks. Ooh. Ooh. Kurt exhales as 4 remains alive, but 6 comes off of the board. Robbie Courtway losing another number. Daniel, I got to say, I really wish that some of these spins would just creep a little bit slower I almost feel like the, the, the air gets sucked out of the rooms now. Speaking of sucked out of the room, Deshaun Watson's status in Houston is up in the air following a wave of off-season allegations. Quinn, do you feel comfortable 
with the rest of the league leaving Watson on the board for the vampire to possibly seize if his criminal allegations clear up. I'm fine with it. You know, Sammy Watkins has been a conversation and I don't know if he's a part of the league this year. Um, I, I'm going to say no, that no one drafts him because they're going to be too scared did of you, his schedule. Did I say Sammy Watkins? I thought I said Deshaun Watson. Oh, did you? I'm sorry. I, I would have swore I heard Sammy <laughs> what a Watkins. I didn't know he got in trouble. I'm not, a, I'm not down with Sammy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's cut that. And we're back. Ask 12 numbers off of the wheel. No, 18 no, no. remaining. Dra- I mean, Robbie's going to draft Deshaun Watson again. We all know. You think this. Robbie's going to draft Deshaun Watson? Okay. He's going to do three, right. three quarterbacks. Three right. quarterbacks again. He's going to buy him again. Put it in the books. Next number coming off of the books. Kurt looks safe as it is. An 18. Another Moose Courtway number. And he's edging slowly closer to a date with the vampire week four, a.k.a. week 14. Yep, this weakest position. We're about to find out who's got the weakest position in the league. And the spin's coming. It's going down. Uh-oh. It's going down Uh-oh. from top to bottom. Uh-oh. It's going low. Nine, we got seven. a nine. It's at nine. We got a nine. That is Quinn Carson's second number out of eight. Mm-hmm. The 14th number off the board. We're about to cross the halfway point in the wheel. Interesting in 15, the halfway point in the numeric scale is in play here. Kurt, if you were to guess out of any of the numbers remaining, which one do you think is coming up next? And note that I've, I, I got my first it's gotta be a question 20, right. Definitely a 20-something. I'm wearing this. Okay. Kurt says the 20-somethings coming up next. Speaking of coming up next, after this commercial break, we're going to get to the next number on the wheel. Last summer, Reese Witherspoon and Jack Nicholson brought you the story of a generation. I don't know what to do, Dad. Annie, sweet Annie. Don't let anyone tell you what you can do with your boat. I'm going to build this rack. Listen, lady. I've been doing boats a long time. You can't just put a rack on a boat. Never heard of it. Oh, get off of there. Anna Stewart left the big city in search of life, liberty, and the sea. I may be from the big city, but that doesn't mean I don't know how to build a rack. Instead, she would create history. You can't just come down here and change my life. Boats are all I know. Oh, get off of there. As she navigated through the pains and hardships of building a new life, we were placed in a new world which rested upon the principle that when the world isn't there to support you, you got a rackety, rackety, rack, rack, rack. Rack Witherspoon in Boat Rack. This boat needs this rack. Annie, there's one thing I figured out. None of us know. But you still gotta try. Reintroducing James Vanderbeek. Anna. Jimmy. Rack Witherspoon in Boat Rack. Take a hit of weed real quick. (laughs) We're killing these transitions, bro. You know, Quinn, I can't wait to see if they come out with a Boat Rack 3 
after the riveting you performances that we saw in one and two, you, I was, now, you, now we got to have a specific commercial transition. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Find that one. Find that yep. one. Cool. All, right. All right. All right. We're back. <laughs> Yo, sorry guys that these live draft lotteries, you know, we're with production. We're trying to make a smooth show as possible. Yeah. We all want it to be a perfect 10. And speaking of 10, it's one of 15 numbers remaining on the wheel. We're going to eliminate one of them right now. Quint, speaking of eliminating somebody right now. Jeez, what is this? Oh! oh. 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 This just in, folks. The number four has been pulled on the spinning wheel. That is the last number in the pool for Kurt. So Curtis Jackson, Curtis Jackson, who finished last season in last place, will be given the hardest schedule, strength of schedule this season in the Vampire League. He'll play the Vampire in week 14. As well, in uh, he'll play him in week 14, week, week nine. four, week nine. Uh, so week four, week nine, and week 14, uh, we'll see uh, Daniel versus Kurt. So put that in your calendars. Uh, the first game you will see, I believe, will be in October. Is that correct? <laughs> no, that's not correct. The first game of the NFL regular season is September 9th. September 9th. So week four would be October. Oh, no? I'm sorry. I, I, so, yeah, yeah no, I no, misunderstood no. you. Then. What a Trump. Yeah. yeah, I was speaking clearly for once. Is is I know it's, it's so yeah. Um, we'll have to see the 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 with the strength of Daniel's squad coming into the Halloween season. Uh, and whether he'll be able to, whether he'll have a win. You know, last year, Steven started 0-3 as the vampire. Um, and I don't want to ask the vampire himself how he thinks He did do. start 0-3. In fact, he started 0-4 last season in route Oof. to a 6-7 and finish, squeaking into the playoffs only to lose to Jan Pyre, Stan's brother. That's amazing. Uh, you know, unfortunately, with the... Uh, with the league win last year, Jan Pyre's going to take a back seat because Stan Pyre's in the driver's seat, baby. He's back. He's back. Dude Love is going to get put in the, in, the, in the closet if you think about it. Uh, so, Daniel, give me a review. Uh, how many numbers for each of the final four players are left to decide? Sure. Chase, in true snake fashion, has all four numbers remaining. <laughs> Laying low like he thinks his parents are coming home early from vacation. What are the numbers? What are his four numbers? Chase. Uh, oh, this is perfect. It's almost like the years he got arrested and married. Uh, 17, 26, 27, and 30. Uh, it's actually probably pretty off on most of those. Uh, but four numbers remain. Stephen has two of six numbers remaining. Numbers 19 and 22 interesting note if you add 19 and 22 together you get a number that's higher than quinn's first two numbers remaining one and 15 he also has numbers 24 28 21 and 7 uh, but also daniel take a look at this at this wheel here i'm uh, say my numbers one more time quinn seven. you have one 
7, 15, 21, 24, and 28. Robbie, beginning the evening's festivities with 10 numbers has only three remaining. Numbers 2, 10, and 23. Interestingly, on this wheel, 23 is like a Carolina blue. Well, with that, next spin of the wheel is underway. Robbie. Yeah, 23 off the board. Now, Robbie only played the vampire twice last year, correct? Uh, Last season, Robbie did, in fact, play the vampire twice. He played him week four, and he also played him week nine, finishing against the vampire with a 2-0 record en route to a 7-6 finish and a runner-up placing in the season finals. Yeah, that was his strongest position yet. Not sure he's going to get it this year. With 23 off the board, the 16th number off the wheel, Robbie has but one, two numbers remaining. Quinn, speaking of two remaining, last year's season final featured Daniel Week and Robbie Courtway. Previous season final featured Stephen Fox and Robbie Courtway. The final before that featured Stephen Fox and Daniel Week. What's it going to take? for one of the three members in the rest of the league to break through and finish in the season finals? You know, Daniel, that's a great question. Um, And I I keep looking back to the strength of schedule. You know, Robbie was in a great position to get to the final um, last year. In 2018, I remember specifically... um, thinking that in my first year I had a great uh, ability to face you. I faced you only twice my first time. And I thought I, I did pretty well um, and, and tried to get my way in there, except that I lost in the playoffs. So I think that if you can put together a strong regular season run, facing the vampire at his weakest, and then get in the playoffs and show up with a, a, a full roster, a balanced roster, I think you have a chance to, to outpoint people. Yep. You know, I'm not the first one to say it, but a big factor in any team's fantasy success is a combination of health and getting lucky with one or two picks later on in the draft, whether it be low-cost players in an auction or late-round players in a snake or fix draft, uh, you know, those two things take you a long way every season, uh, no matter what the rest of the rules are for the league. Um, and speaking of the league, the league is not 28 years old. It is four, but four times seven is 28. 28 is the next number off of the wheel. Quinn, you know who 28 belongs to? That's going to belong to me, I think, Daniel. Yep. It's the 17th number off the wheel. And as we spin for the next one, let me talk you through it. We're going down in numbers from high to low. It's gone through the 20s. 1917 will not get down to 15. It stops at 17. 17, the 18th number off of the wheel belongs to Chase Vickery. It's his first number off of the board, three remaining. All right, we eliminate that number. The board gets bigger. The slices are larger. The spins come down, down, 19, 15, 10, 7, and 2. It's going to stop at the number 2. 2. Belongs to Robbie Courtway. 
hits the ninth of his 10 numbers off of the board. Wow. Robbie has one more, and he'll have the second weakest schedule after making it to the finals last year due to the lottery. Um, and also of note, Quinn's finally coupling up. He's got one in seven, the lowest numbers left on the board. So any low numbers now could start to knock down Quinn's mm-hmm. wall. Where do we look at with uh, Steven right now? Yeah. Steven's at two? Sure. So Robbie's got one number remaining, number 10. Steven has two numbers remaining, 19 and 22. Chase has three remaining, 26, 27, 30. Quinn also has three, he, uh, he has four remaining. All right. So I'm in the driver's seat. One, 15, 24, and seven. Amazing. Two just came off of the board. We eliminate it. That's it. And t- uh, speaking of two, Quinn, we also we often talk about coupling pairs in fantasy football in regards to a quarterback and a pass catcher, whether it be a tight end or a wide receiver. What is your dream pair for this upcoming fantasy season between a quarterback and a pass catcher? Number one in the league has got to be Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Mahomes and I, Travis Kelsey. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Kurt's agreeing with you emphatically. Yeah, and I, I think not only is it just a strong answer, period, like from football standpoints and from fantasy scoring, but in terms of the roster balance, it allows that coupling to not tie you into your wide receivers, which I think wide receivers are just, they need to be so varied and and, and everything compared to, say, coupling a wide receiver and a quarterback i've always felt more like sort of tied down by that but if you couple your tight end it feels like a, a true advantage and shifting from true advantages to true disadvantages the number 10 comes off of the board that is the 10th and final number for last season's runner-up moose courtway he slots into the week three schedule which also gives him week eight and week 13. Amazing. Amazing to see. I don't want to call it a fall yet, but, I, you know, it's just going to be a rebuilding year for real for Robbie. You know, last year, Robbie drafted three quarterbacks, which he never traded, only played the vampire twice. And in this sense, I believe his, what was it? I'm looking at his, I'm pulling up his stats lab from last year. Did he win both both times against you? Oh, sorry. Uh, last season versus the Vampire, Robbie went 2-0. and Yeah, two he and won oh, yeah. in weeks four and week nine. Yeah, so to put it to, – to, sorry to speed this whole thing up. My thought now is that he's going to have to take his roster completely different than he did last year. I don't think he'll have the ability to sit on three quarterbacks if he drafts three quarterbacks again. It looks like he'll face the Vampire in powerful situations and will not – go two and oh this uh this year against the vampire i think he, he could potentially go one and three or one and two or or oh and three or 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 battle for a losing record against the vampire and so it means he's going to need a balanced roster mm-hmm. speaking of balance quinn you have four numbers remaining there two ten, in the f- ten two, numbers left total yeah two in the first ten and two in the last ten all right. How about that for balance? Chase like has it. three numbers remaining. Steven. Oh, I may have been misreading this before. Steven has two numbers remaining. I don't know if he said, if I said I one know. earlier. 
but no, I think we're right at two. All righty. All right. We've taken 10 off the board. We spend the last 10 numbers coming into you. And the answer is going to be to you right Number. after this break. Fisher Sr. And I'm Larry Fisher Jr. And here at Fisher VCR Repair, we know that family means something. Like family means fixing a VCR. Everybody remembers those homemade moments, family moments recorded. Or the sex tape you recorded with your first wife. Tonight, Larry Fisher Sr., 45, and Larry Fisher Jr., 29, were arrested for possession and conspiracy to make bootleg cough syrup here in our local town. Found over 200 gallons of the stuff. The shop has been around for over 30 years, located on the corner of Wilshire and 2nd. And police came there and broke in and arrested the two gentlemen who have had this VCR store for some time as a front. We'll be right back after this. And it's coming in. We're at 27, 26. Is it going to rock down to 24? Oh, my. 26. 26. 26 belongs to the newly found father down there in the suburbs of Dallas. I'm talking about Stephen Chase Vickery. Yeah, speaking of name changes, you know, Chase gave his firstborn son the name of Peyton. So I'd like to give a small... Uh, fantasy football round of applause for that choice of name. I think we know where that's coming from. And uh, do you think that Chase might change his team name this year? Do I think Chase might change his team name this year? Well, you know, when your team is named Mr. Solo Dolo, I think you probably need to change it. Yeah. And and you got to know he's, he's changed. Kid Cuddy called. He said, dude, I'm like 40 now. Yeah, <laughs> and you know he, he's that changed, ain't me, bro. He's changed his name every year, so I don't know if there's a Vegas over under on if he's gonna change his name for a fourth time. But you know, right. one do and don't we didn't talk about today, Daniel, was who would you keep in the V League? Who's staying in the V League? Who's making the cut this year? Who's been in the V League? That means they're in the top 100 or so players of the NFL league, and they're and they've been drafted and and bought by these players. We're not able to use uh, the waiver wire throughout the season. So the teams that we draft at the very beginning of the year are the teams that we run with throughout the entire year. The only person able to use the waiver wire is the vampire. So in terms of bringing someone onto your team, drafting them, it's very important. They're a part of the V-League. Daniel, who do you keep in the V-League this year, but who's falling out of the V-League this year that was in there last year? Well, I think if, if you look back on the players who've been reliable <laughs> for fantasy purposes over the last four seasons, uh, especially for a vampire league, you have to look at somebody who's relatively healthy, plays a premium position, puts up a lot of points consistently. So somebody like Alvin Kamara really stands out uh, from a wide receiver standpoint, Devonte Adams 
It's been a touchdown machine with Aaron Rodgers. Um, and, you know, Travis Kelsey has been a premium tight end. And again, it, it just it's a combination of stats and health reliability there. Um, so those are probably uh, the three premium players that I would point out um, that have stood out over time. You know, They'll somebody like automatic invite. Yeah. You know, somebody like Todd Gurley has fallen out. That guy was a stud week one, or uh, excuse me, season one. I'm going to say I'm out on Saquon Barkley until he shows us otherwise, not from a talent question, uh, but again, from a health and then just how good are the Giants going to be. I'm glad for this league, at least, that there's not a chance I can draft him just so he can't break my heart. Mm Mm-hmm. But also, again, I feel like there could be some double speak here. I mean, if you're the only person that may see him in the waiver wire, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I could see Saquon in the waiver wire. But, I, you know, we've talked about in previous seasons who are the players we're nervous about letting go on draft day for uh, vampire access. I think it's probably a little risky you guys to let him slip through you know whether he's a ten dollar running back or a twenty dollar running back um you know that's for you guys to decide in the open market is tom brady making the v league this year daniel in 2021 it depends you know we've uh, floated around the idea of adding an extra roster spot to the teams this year and you know we're not going to resolve that tonight we're gonna we're gonna save that for the next pod uh, but if that's the case, you know, maybe somebody like Robbie taking three quarterbacks isn't such a crazy idea. And if uh, you're taking three quarterbacks, I think you got to be risky or willing to take a flyer on one of them. And, you know, Tom Brady's arm could uh, bail on him this year or he could have a, another season similar to last year. So uh, it's, you know, it's interesting for me. He's, he's certainly not a QB one in a vampire league. Uh, his age alone makes him an injury risk and uh, also a regression risk. Um, but, it, you know, if you want to get cute with a QB2, uh, I would say to each their own. So whatever style floats your boat. I've had Cam Newton two, year, uh, two years ago. I drafted him as QB2, and he got injured early in the season, and it submarined me. Uh, last year I acquired cam and a trade with Kurt is my QB two, And he bailed me out the last week of the season. And that's what won me the uh, championship. So I've seen both ends of the wild card QB two so far, the V league mm. with the same exact player. Um, so let's go ahead and spin the wheel. We're getting down to the nitty gritty here and we have number 30. 30 belonging to Chase Vickery. It's his third number off the board. And suddenly he's regressed down to just one number remaining. And Steven has two numbers remaining, correct? Steven has 19 and 22 still on the board. And wow. So that leaves me with the rest. Okay. Spinning the wheel. Spinning, coming down, counting down, 21, 19, 15. That's going to be one for me. That's one off of Quinn's warboard. It was 15, 7, and 1 were the possibilities. Those were three Quinn slices right in a row there. 23 numbers off the board. All right. We've got seven numbers left. 
And the next number is number 24. 24. Black Mama himself, Kobe Bryant, and that belongs to Quinn Carson. Quinn, you once referred to yourself as the Black Mamba of the Fairview Elementary Playgrounds. I had number 24, not 25. Who's your toughest adversary in your elementary basketball days? Well, it'd have to be Trevor Hardcastle because he did give me a concussion. Trevor Um, Hardcastle. Yeah. yeah. Um, But if I had to say from a skills standpoint, I'd maybe go with, uh, at that age, I'd say Tyler Tate for his athleticism. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also a southpaw. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I could guard all 90 feet but all quadrants you know Mm -hmm. uh interesting 24 the last number off the wheel was the 24th number off the wheel number 25 awaits after this spin wow 22 steven loses a number number the 25th of the night he has one number remaining number 19 a prime number, the highest prime number in the teens, numerically speaking. And two slots left to decide who plays the vampire three times with that final slot. Mm-hmm. Speaking of high in the teens, uh, New York Giants rookie wide receiver Kadarius Tony was once suspended for getting high on campus as a college teenager. Quinn, who's your favorite football player of all time that has either been busted for or admitted to smoking marijuana i'm gonna have to say it's the oregon ducks football team i remember there was an espn article and and it was it was a 420 espn article uh probably like five six years ago and it or maybe even longer and they were talking about how the marijuana policies are different throughout major sports and they talked about how NBA players were smoking blunts in a DJ booth over the all-star weekend. So it must've been in January of one of those years. Right. Or I guess, um, right. That they're referring to like these hangs with these NBA players. They bring up NFL players uh, talking about um, using it for pain management. But then I remember some undisclosed Oregon duck football players just talking about how they just smoked it every day before the games and stuff and they would just put on really cool uniforms (laughs) just that just took me over the top i was like i just love those guys up there so i'm gonna say that all right well with 22 off of the board there's only five numbers remaining i believe and then there's one each for chase and steven three remaining for quinn until Ooh. just now, number, number seven, seven off of the Quinn's board. number. So with Quinn. four four numbers left, four numbers remaining, three players still. Quinn has two. Steven and Chase have one apiece. All right, Quinn's number one and number twenty one. Correct. And then uh, Chase is number twenty seven. Correct. And then Steven, I bet, is the last one with nineteen has uh has to be yeah yeah and right now the arrow is pointed at number 19 as we start the spin it okay quinn before we get to this one late last season because it's chase quinn and steven left late last season allegedly quinn you could have 
deliberately lost a game against Chase and guaranteed that Steven would not have made the playoffs. You went on to win that matchup, and Steven went on to enter the playoffs himself after a victory in Week 17. Well, I mean, as we can see, like, Chase's luck, he's had four balls this whole time, and he's down to one. He's been living uh, on those odds, and I needed eight balls to get to the same spot. So I would say that uh, it was a good move to do it. You know, I think as a as a general manager all the time, when I have to make these decisions, I think about the future of my team, the future of the league, the integrity of the sport and of the idea of vampire league. So uh, I stand by my decision. Chase hasn't had a number drawn in the last four with only four numbers remaining. Is this card coming up next? Let's take a look. 119, right 21, 27, 119, 21, 27. And it's coming in at number 19. And Steven is out of the competition. Wow. Folks, Steven, Last year's vampire, a two-time vampire, a one-time winner in the finals against uh, uh, Daniel in 2018, the inaugural season, making it to the finals, winning, winning the finals in 2019 against Robbie, and then not able to put it all together. Like I said, the light switch idea didn't turn it on or soon enough or late enough, and uh, he ended up finishing the season last year uh on a uh excuse me on a on a on again off again relationship with winning and losing as the vampire losing as late as week 12 to daniel the then would-be champion of last year's season so now this season we're going to go to 2021 jay cutler is going to play the vampire in week two and he's going to play the vampire in week seven, and he'll play the vampire in week 12, three times. Correct. Yeah, so the interesting thing about week two versus week one is that the vampire has a week to scour the waiver wire, identify any early potential breakout candidates. Yeah, did you start Patrick Mahomes? You picked Patrick Mahomes up from the waiver wire to start the 2018 season, but he did not start for your team week one. Is that correct? Yeah, I believe I started Tyrod Taylor, then the uh, starter of the Cleveland Browns. Rookie Baker Mayfield hadn't taken over yet. I believe I started him week one, maybe even week two. So it took a couple of weeks before uh, I started playing Patrick Mahomes that season. Right. So you got to strike while the iron's hot. You know, you probably needed that week two win to, to better put your position throughout the rest of the season, and it didn't happen. Speaking of the rest of the season, there's three numbers remaining to identify when the competitors will play the vampire. One, 21, 27. Tracy McGrady, Tim Duncan, Vladimir Guerrero. Let's go. Spin one twenty seven twenty one and the next number. Ooh, how's this for dramatic? Quinn loses the number and it will go down to mano y mano, one number apiece for Chase Vickery and Quinn Carson. That and more coming up after this. Hi, my name's Jan Pria, Jan Pia, and I'm Stan Pia's brother, and I'm interrupting this podcast to talk to you about lasagna. 
I like lasagna a whole, a whole lot. And what they don't tell you is when you become a vampire, you don't eat lasagna a lot. And even t- I made a human lasagna once, but it wasn't that good. And anyways, back to the podcast. So I told you guys things were going to be crazy this season, right? What if I told you the only person that can help you win the league title is your worst enemy? Welcome to the Veed League Rivals. And then Kurt, and then Robbie kicks down our front door and like throws a beer at Kurt and is like, shotgun this motherfucker. Are you listening? I am. See, I'm talking to Kurt. We're all just going to get plane tickets to, like, Buzios, Brazil. And then TJ Lavin's going to meet us at the airport. And we're back with only two numbers remaining. One apiece for Quinn Carson and Chase Vickery. 21 and 27. Quinn, any uh, any predictions or final words before this final fateful spin? You know, you know, you know. I wish I were taller. I wish I were a baller. I wish I had a hood. I'd look good. I would call her, you know? Um, And I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six-foot parlor. But in this case, I mean, I hope Chase, you know, this would be a great gift for him. Uh, We'll have to get him on the phone if he wins this one. And if not, I'm excited to have a strong position in the league. Kurt, any guess? Who do you think is gonna? Who do you think is gonna win the spin? Jay. Kurt predicts that the new, the new father, Chase, will win the spin. I mean, Vegas odds are Chase is luckier than Quinn, and uh, I think Matt Vickery made those odds. Three, two, one, spin. Oh, oh, oh you. Chase loses. Number 27 pulls up. Daniel, t- let's get a replay. How close this this pie. So at this point, this spins spin wheel is 50% 27. It's purple. And it's 50% 21. 12 o'clock to 6 Chase o'clock. Chase lost. Yes. He always does. The spin goes, we spin several times around, multiple times, a lot of velocity. As it slows down, it covers into the, the, the purple area of the wheel in 27. And it gets like a, like millimeters to going into the orange before yes. it rocks itself backwards and sticks firmly at the number 27 in purple. It was a real teeter-totter motion, Quinn. That's a that's all I can say here from the sideline. Yeah. You know, it wavered, and it got just to the precipice of a uh, fulcrum point. Yeah, before, I don't remember it ever. Before settling back yeah. down. I don't ever remember it getting into the orange zone where Quinn was. No, it did. It did. Interesting. We'll, we'll see. You know, they didn't have video cameras at the first Super Bowl, did they? So with that, Chase loses all four of his numbers on the very last spin. Told you guys it would be a pretty crazy lottery, huh, guys? Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty wild time, huh? So I just won the whole thing, huh? Yeah. So, Quinn, you did win it. But what if I told you 
that you had the option to play the vampire three times. Wait, what? What do you mean? What if I told you that instead of taking the easy way out and taking the week five and week 11 matchup, excuse me, the week five and week 10, that you could play the vampire three times in weeks one, week six, and week 11 in a true challenge fashion. Do I get anything in return for this? You do get something in return for this. You get the best quarterback off of any player in the I'm kidding. <laughs> oh damn. But you, but you go to a monument of players who have gone three and oh against the vampire in previous seasons, <clears throat> which Wait. includes myself from last season. Wait, but um how long do I have to decide? Do I have to decide right now? Yeah, right now. You don't get to go back to the house and deliberate <laughs> with your housemates. Damn, TJ. Wait, could I trade it? Um, yeah, yeah. Kurt, are uh, you interested? Are you Kurt? Kurt, with the if, worst record, with the worst schedule in the league. If Quinn gave you thirty dollars from his, uh, if Quinn, if Quinn gave you thirty dollars from Wait, his, why, uh, why am I giving budget, him money? <laughs> would you, would you swap him weeks? Wait, you don't want to do this? I thought that's what you were saying you were gonna do. Who are you talking to? Can you even trade money? I'm talking to you, Quinn. What were you, what did Wait, you? Wait, why to... would I give him money and then give him a better schedule? Mm-hmm. What were you gonna? What, what did you want to offer him? Yeah, like the yeah, like the offers. Does Kurt want to make me an offer? Oh, Kurt, do you want to give him money from your uh, auction budget to move spots in the schedule? Kurt says no. Okay. All right. Well, then I'll take I'll I'll take week ten, and week five I'll take twice this year. One Carson. The lone player to play the vampire twice this season. Well, I, I know you guys are probably doing this like that, but somehow you cheat. Can you get him close to the mic if he's going to talk like that? <laughs> I mean, I had the second best odds to win. And we're back. I'm the winner. I'm the winner of the 2021 <laughs> schedule lottery. <laughs> yes. You fucking oh, did it. Oh my God. I'm so happy that this is happening. You know, like you guys don't know. COVID was hard for me. I don't know about you guys, but you know, just having this league, getting a little win when you can get a win, even if even if you know the ball hasn't even been snapped yet, it makes you feel good, you know. Quinn, run me through your winners and losers of uh schedule night. All right, so <laughs> So I'm going to say the big loser is Kurt. I mean, Kurt had <laughs> the worst record in the league, ends up with the worst position on the schedule, <laughs> had an opportunity to go from worst to first for, for Frank money, for money that wasn't even real. <laughs> and uh, he chose not to do it. So I'm going to give – he's going to be my, 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 my biggest loser. Kurt, you'll never guess who he said. <laughs> Kurt, who's, would tell me your instant reaction from draft night. Hey man, just the life of an Arkansas Razorback, just getting the worst schedule year after year. Mm-hmm. Ain't that the truth? Woo pig, woo pig, brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he speaks some truth. He's seen some things. 
be the best, you got to beat the best. That's the truth as well. You know, yeah. Or lay low during the challenge and just wait for the final, you know? Lay low. They call that the Paula strategy. Yeah, I'm playing a very... Strowman once said, anybody can get these hands. Yeah, Daniel, I'm playing a very uh, social game this year. Very political. But yeah, so so losers I give to, to Kurt. Um, winners, you know, I'm going to give it to Chase because Chase had... Uh, he had the second least amount of chances to, to survive, to stay in as long as possible because ranking equals balls tonight. And Chase was the second to last ranking. He only had four balls and he survived the last spin to possibly have an easier chance to compete for a championship. And now he sits in a position where last year had, you know, it would have included him in the fact that he only would have had to play the vampire twice, but because of the expanded schedule and the fact that they're playing a 17 game season. And now the vampire league is going to be 14 regular season games with, with three games in the playoffs or four, four weeks of the playoffs, three weeks. Four weeks, semifinals and finals, two weeks apiece. Right. Wait, so, oh, there's a week 18 in the NFL schedule. Got you. Yeah, it sounds so weird to say, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is quite weird. But, uh, but yeah, I give it to Chase because he survived uh, the longest with the least. And, um, and, and who do you have? Who you got? What are your reactions as a vampire to this schedule? Actually, that's a great question. Thanks for asking that, Quinn. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say biggest winner of draft night is, uh, or schedule night is Kurt, you know, because, you know, he he knows when the vampire is going to strike and he's got more preparation than somebody from week one or two, you know, that doesn't know what to expect. So, you know, the vampire's lineup will be semi-ironed out by then. So yeah. there's at least a controllable range of outcomes. Yeah, week one, right there. Week one, vampire could drop 190 and you wouldn't even see it coming. Yeah, but also, too, I like where your head's at because if you look on the opposite side, you know, that gives uh, Kurt yeah. a month to or four weeks to, to get his lineup ready to face a mm-hmm. vampire. Mm-hmm. Whereas, as we know, um, uh, uh, Chase will now face the vampire week one, correct? Chase does have a week one matchup with yeah. the uh, with the nightly one. Yeah, so Chase will have to wake up for school bright and early and be ready for the first day of classes. Where like you know, Kurt gets to kind of figure it out, feel it out a little bit. <clears throat> um, at some point, Daniel, you're going to sit down and customize the league and create the correct rotation. Uh, correct. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's all. And you know, if if, if you all are wondering, obviously, what we'll do is we'll take the vampire schedule. We'll create a rotation from there. That's correct. And then you can, you know, you can figure out the rest of the games uh, based off of that. Yeah, we like to take into account who players have played three times in previous seasons and uh, kind of rotate it in a way where uh, you know you get to. uh, you get to piss in everybody's backyard. Yeah, you know, and and that's special. <laughs> no, no doubt, no doubt about it. 
Sorry, you got me mid-search. I was typing in. Uh, After a brief message from our commercial sponsor. This summer, in their strongest installment yet, lies a romance between man and woman. Pursued, chased, forced to own up to their feelings, these two must join together forever and ever. Lifetime presents Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back. And we're back. Uh, I've got a, a truthful. I'm just saying, you know, off the record, I write the schedule in a way that makes it the most interesting for me, you know, and as long as, as long as this never goes on the air, you know, like I'll screw over anybody when I'm writing the schedule. Oh, okay. All right. Um, So we'll take it from the top again. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, just say uh, action whenever we're ready. Okay. Um, All right. Uh, Teddy, are you ready? Sure. Action. And we're back. Uh, again, we're here with the vampire and me, the winner of the 2021 schedule lottery, the first victor of the year in this vampire league. Um, first but, of many, hopefully, right? Yeah, yeah. First but of not many. too many. <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, one last thing, you know, I wanted to give you uh, a moment, Dan, to just talk about uh, the schedule uh, we made. It. As you remember, you know the schedule for the baseball uh for for the national like the 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 major league baseball uh used to be made by like a couple in a house and you are the person that makes our schedule so tell us a little bit more about that one last time yeah sure so you know uh, as a uh, i like to consider myself a people's commissioner you know i'm here to to listen to the concerns and adapt the league as necessary and you know, I, I just heard all the feedback and, and, you know, we rewrote the schedule in a way that made exciting matchups and mixed it up from a head-to-head standpoint. And so we look at a number of factors, you know, including advanced metrics, expected score over actual score, you know, uh, Sunday versus Monday scoring splits, um, you know, performance in, in the away slot or the home slot. Um, performance pre quarterback one bye week and post uh, a lot of different factors. And we, we spit out what we feel like is a really fair and equal schedule every year. Now, Daniel, do you remember the first two seasons? We had the exact same schedule uh, for two seasons straight. And yeah. that was, <laughs> Oh yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah the, if you remember you, you, you faced uh, Moose Courtway, uh, at that time known as uh, Danny DeVito's bare ass uh, the first week of both seasons and uh, Kurt played um, <clears throat> Kurt played Steven uh, the first week and then myself and Chase played the first week and that happened for two years in a row and the the uh, the cycle continued twice you know, that's going to be looked back as the f- historic schedule for the Vampire League, the inaugural schedule for it. Do you ever see us going back to that? Well, yeah, definitely. You know, I think it's important as the league grows that we celebrate uh, the heritage of where we came from. And so, you know, anniversaries like a five-year, 10-year, you know, down the road, 
um, you know, do something special to celebrate those milestones. Um, yeah, you know, uh, I think that it would be cool next year, regardless if I win or lose this season, that uh, I become vampire again for the fifth year reunion. Um, that would be pretty cool. It would be pretty cool. We'll have to see what happens with the league commission on that. I would think, though, you know, with this idea of 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 anniversary coming up, you know, we're entering our fourth year. We're going to finish our, you can almost call it our senior year of the Vampire League. Do you think that I we like should... I like that. I like that. Yeah, do you think we should start to think about potentially a, a Hall of Fame, like a Vampire League Hall of Fame of sorts, uh, potentially a wing for fantasy players uh, or potentially a wing for uh, fantasy moments um, or, or potentially for fantasy owners and teams from certain years? Yeah, you know, so a couple of things that I have noted, uh, I kind of alluded to one of them earlier. Uh, Robbie has two distinct notions. Uh, he's been in the finals twice, and he also put up the two lowest scoring seasons in league history. Um, you know, I think it's interesting to note how teams score year after year. Uh, we have kind of a Hall of Fame to recognize, you know, the highest, you know, rolling whoever has the highest season score of all time. Um, if you look at like the sleeper app, you can go into a uh, league history and it'll even give you like highest single week player performances, uh, across league history, you know, uh, what week it was team against points, what team you played for and so on. Um, and so, you know, recognizing the great players that have, uh, shaped the league. Yeah, man, you know, doesn't get any better than that. If you had to say, one last thing to everybody. Um, do you think that the league... Take it sleazy. Yeah. Do you think... That's what you, I'd say. Do you think that... Um, do you think that this league is set in stone, or do you think that we might have to change some things? Well, you know, I think that uh, change is on the horizon and discussion for more changes in the works um for this season well you know i i would say don't write anything off um you know as as uh tj lavin might say this could be the wildest season yet well stay tuned folks uh this was great though i had a great time this year uh yeah you know it's it's uh it's exciting that uh we're in week two of hard knocks already and the regular season's around the corner. I can't wait to see who you guys don't draft. And uh, I can't wait to uh, take a bite out of Chase's team week one. Have we announced a draft date? <clears throat> uh, draft date is tentative. I believe September 5th has been discussed. Mm-hmm. I think we got to do a pod for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. A big time pod. Big pods. Well, you know, as Blade always says, some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate uphill.